Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Houston. We have a hottie by Sarah L. Hudson. Uh, And it turns out the hottie in this case is kind of a piece of shit. Lots of red flags, maybe more of a cautionary tale than anything else. Stop there. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Houston, We Have a Hottie by Sarah L. Hudson. Uh, another, I mean, the names of the books the last few weeks have been amazing, is my opinion. And this one's another banger. What was the last one we did? I don't remember. I just remember. Something stinks at the spa. Something stinks uh, at the spa. You can't deny that's that's a good name for a book. And the book itself may have been underwhelming, but the title was an A+. Brilliant episode, too. Great episode of uh, Amazon. Uh, Let's stop there. Let's stop there. We read all 100% of the book, and it was a good time. Go listen to that if you haven't. But enough about that. Something stunk at the spa. It's over. Now we're on to Houston. We have a hottie. Red alert. Uh, Seems red red alert isn't in the title, but it should be. Seems like something uh, space-related. I'm excited. Maybe it's some little NASA drama. Remember a couple of years ago when that astronaut was riding around in a diaper with a gun trying to like chase down her ex-husband or something? <laughs> was that real? That uh, was real, right? Yeah. I didn't have, did I have a dream? Yeah, she used her um, NASA training to... <laughs> NASA? <laughs> used her NASA training to hijack husband. a space shuttle. Yeah, Google it. Diaper. Di- diaper is the key word. You'll get exactly where you need to go if you type in NASA diaper. I want to say that was like 10 years ago. It was a long time. Time flies when you're having fun. When was this? Also, everyone, sorry, you can all probably hear the rain going on up in my mic. It's because I'm standing in the rain tonight. So yeah, he's uh, (laughs) a he's on on location. He's the weatherman. Lisa was used to planning every detail of a space mission, and she treated this the exact same way. Right? She was determined to get. Why are you reading this like it's one of our books? This this is a real she thing that happened. She was determined to get from Houston to Orlando without stopping. And her solution: adult diapers. What? Wait. So this is the synopsis? No, this was That's real the life. Synopsis of the of her attempted murder. Oh. She didn't actually kill anyone. Also, Shane, you were like off. It was 2007. Can you believe that? Wow. This is like almost 15 years ago. Damn. Time's flying. Balloon Boy seems like yesterday. Oh man, when was that? 1981. You remember Balloon Jesus Boy? That was, <laughs> we were in college. Yeah, I was watching CNN. With, may I think with you guys? That's what we um, did. Yeah, Skip That's what we did on on the weekends. Boy. We watched CNN together. Got drunk. That's got true. loaded uh, with Wolf. We were big Rick Sanchez heads back when he was on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, boy, this episode's starting off scattershot all over the map. We already started uh-huh. and finished talking about an astronaut who wore a diaper. 
Uh, and we haven't even gotten to the synopsis before we do all that. If you haven't listened to the show, what we do is every week we read uh, one book in one hour. And this week, that book is the aforementioned Houston. We have a hottie. Wait, hmm? sorry to jump. I know you said the thing about scatter shot, whatever. You can cut this out, too. Do you think other people, when they do crimes, wear diapers now? Like, how many diapers would you guess were at on January 6th? Probably a lot. At the Capitol. Probably a lot, but not even not even for, like, as, like, a resource, but just because they were required. Like, the people there are diaper people. <laughs> Those are guys who are wearing diapers, whether or not they're storming the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the same demographic of folks that hit the early bird special at Golden Corral. Which you also need a diaper for. It's probably a lot. Like, again, this is, uh, it, you know, it's like when you go to Times Square for New Year's, those people are all wearing diapers. You know that, right? Like, that's. Yeah. When you go stand in Times Square from like 2 p.m. till 2 a.m., you better have a damn diaper on. So I feel like it's only sensible. Puddle politics there. Kind of like January 6th. <laughs> puddle politics. Yeah. They like people form a little wall and like there's a designated puddle area in Times Square. You think anybody like took a dump or peed in the Capitol? Probably, right? They wouldn't tell us that, but I, I think bet they somebody did. did. I think a guy did. Yeah, I think someone definitely shat on like a desk. He didn't bring a diaper, but he. But that was like a statement. Yeah, that was that was not like a yo. I gotta go. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> he didn't have to go. He went for liberty. Here, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but I have one. I think he filled his diaper, and he was just like an hour or two later. He's in like he's in Congress or whatever. He's in the Capitol, <laughs> and he's just like I gotta get rid of this thing i gotta dump this thing out gotta make room for more yeah you never know those people are awful and gross but you know honestly if you took a dump on a congressman's desk i you know i agree i res- think you res- know, the pressure <laughs> respect the pressure to really uh push one out with other people <laughs> rioting around you yeah dude talk about stage fright i can't even pee out of your own with one person next to me you think i'm gonna whip it out and let loose on nancy pelosi's desk i think you're onto something shane yeah what did shane say he brought it with him it was in his diaper he brought it with him oh yeah. fair he made it, he pre-made it, and then disposed of it on the Yeah, desk. he was driving for two that day. My God. <laughs> Do we talk about poop too much on this podcast? I don't probably. know, probably. Yeah, way too much. It's been like an every week thing for like six months. Well, when you point. read something called Something Stinks <laughs> at the Spa, and then you read something about an astronaut, and then you immediately connect that to an adult astronaut who wears diapers. I mean, something stinks to the spot lends itself to that kind of discussion. But Houston, we have a hottie. We're we really stretching to talk it. about poop in the sure. first five minutes. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Enough about the guy taking dumps on the congresswoman's desk. Let's not give him the time of day. All right. Let's get on to more important things like reading Houston. We have a hottie. Cut it out. You say I, you cut it out. Just bleep it out. No, even in. It was, I'm happy with it. No, can you do however long that little uh, scatter shot was? Could you just do one long beep? Yeah, I don't see why not. Or maybe, hear me out, a fart noise. Really long. Sorry. All right. That's, you know, moratorium on the on the uh, potty potty talk, all right? Well, do you want to read the synopsis of uh, Houston, We Have a Hottie? Yeah. Houston, We Have a Hottie. This is Space Junk, book one by Sarah L. Hudson. Houston, we have a problem. Five stars just ain't going to cut it for this book. That's it's on the page. It's, what are you yelling? Sorry, I looked away for a second and I came back to you screaming. Don't worry about you're it. Saying, are you reading reviews? It's, it's He's kind of putting like a jingle to it. You've got some kind of like sing song affect going on. I don't know. I like that. Just I, keep going. This podcast could use a little more song and dance is what I've been saying. NASA engineer Dr. Jackie Darling Lee is a genius about many things. The male species is not one of them. 
despite the many cowboy romances she reads. Then, a little friendly blackmail from a co-worker has Jackie walking into a Texas saloon ready to initiate Operation Social Life. All right. After making friends with her waitress and helping a drunk country beauty get home safely, she thinks she's off to a good start. Oh, my God. Ganesh, you're my favorite drunk country beauty in this podcast. That's true. I appreciate it. He makes a handsome man. This guy looks good. You'd get a ribbon if you were in a beauty contest. We took you to the state fair. You better believe this guy's getting a big blue ribbon right on his, uh, his, his, his face. Yeah, wait till they watch me square dance. There's a big bug crawling around me. So I missed all the synopsis. I'm just going to have to wing. I'm going to have to wing this one. Oh, you're outside too. <laughs> yeah. I'm out in the muck. <laughs> we're doing it. This is the survivor man episode. Shane's out in the rain. I'm in a rotting log. Uh, and Ganesh is actually falling through the air with a parachute on his back. <laughs> All the elements. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Earth, water, and wind. Flynn West left his family's rich ranching life behind after discovering his girlfriend's gold digging ways. Now he specializes in vintage muscle car restorations in his own shop in Houston. He's taken women off his radar until a wild-haired blonde drags his drunk little sister through his front door. What? The moment he sees those thick black frames... <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> Said himself. <laughs> you can't yell what at the synopsis. What? That's all of our brains. Yeah. That's me every five seconds in this podcast, every episode. What? Huh? What's this about? What? We're reading a book. Yada, yada, yada. But in the midst of the International Space Station being threatened, an old flames reappear. What? Talk about a what? Can Jackie Good and Flynn let go of old hangups long enough to reach the end of their happily ever after countdown? Or will it be a failure to launch? I bet it's not. I bet they're happily ever after. This is everything I want. This is some hardcore NASA drama mixed with a little down home country folksy romance. Mm-hmm. This is what this podcast was made for. You take a, a, a down on his luck, hot, rich Texan and mix it with some somebody threatening the International Space Station. And you got a book. That's literature. OK. Hey, I'm excited. What are we at? 11. Yeah, we're done. We're, you know. Enough patter. Let's get to the book. Are you clock watching? I am. I got my stopwatch on and we are overtime on the opening and it's getting real wet in this log. I need a towel down uh, and then we're going to come back and we're going to read the first page of Houston. We have a big old freaking hottie. You know that uh, the guy in the Capitol said it's getting real wet in this log too. <laughs> anyway, let's just get out of here. Oh my God. Apologies to Miss Pelosi. We'll be right back. poop with the dudes into a microphone <laughs> nothing better and then putting it on the internet with our names all over and it's not even a one-off it's a series of a hundred times we've talked about poop <laughs> <laughs> you think you get together with your friends and talk about poop and put it on the internet once that's enough but no we're gonna do it every week until we're 40 well really that's the cutoff that's pretty soon <sighs> no. no you're right let's keep this going into our uh, golden years why not? Or until one of us gets diabetes. Whichever comes first. Well, that's that's probably in like six months. <laughs> that's too soon. I'm not committing to quit when I get diabetes because that's right around the corner. I probably already have it. <laughs> if I had the good sense to go to a doctor, this podcast might be done now. But I don't. We can make I, a we can make a diabetes foundation called Let's Stop There. 
let's stop their diabetes. Yeah, that's oh, we should. We have the opportunity to start some kind of charity or, yeah, and then we'll obviously siphon all that money directly into the Kanisha's mm-hmm. account. <laughs> Tax free, baby. And then, and, then spe- and then spend it on our own t-shirts on T-Public. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to have a fresh t-shirt every time we leave the house. But then we can start a second foundation, take those t-shirts, donate them to people in need. But that money is coming out of this other foundation. And then that, that's a tax write-off again. Ooh, we could call that, let's start here. And it's all <laughs> t-shirts. It's a shell company we've created. Yeah, that makes sense. Did I tell you guys about the last time I went to the doctor? So I, th- I thought I felt something weird on one of my, you know, my, my you-know-whats. My testicles, okay. right? I was reaching down there, you know, as, and I thought I felt something. So I was like, I'm gonna, I got scared. I was like, I gotta go to the doctor. I don't, I haven't gone to the doctor in like six years, but I was like, I gotta go to the doctor. I'm really gonna kick myself if I get fucking cancer and I'm just too lazy to go to the doctor about it. So I went and I was like, I felt, I felt something. And he was like, all right, take them off. And I was like, my pants right now. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> take them right off. I was the first, I don't, I haven't been to a doctor in a long time. The first thing I did was take my pants all the way off. All the way off, or did you just put them around your ankles? <laughs> I'll tell you, when you're in the situation, there's not much of a difference. <laughs> it felt even weirder to have it around like my knees as if I was like about to take a dump. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think I like hover, I, hover, I, I held my legs apart enough to keep them kind of hovering because I didn't want to look like I was just all dropping trowel completely. Anyway, he reaches down there and feels around and he was like, this isn't cancer. He talked to me like I was an idiot. He's like, you idiot. He's like, this is nothing. <laughs> I was like, great. Well, good thing I took my pants off and you have your hands on my balls. Well, how would you know? You've only... I have one set of balls. That's what I said. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I felt something that wasn't there before. It feels reasonable to go to the doctor and say like, yo, what is the implication this? The from the doctor's side is that you should be touching your balls every day. And you should know what they feel well, like. Well, <laughs> I'm one step out of them. And anyway, I was, he just was like, like, the way he talked to me was just like, he didn't even, I was like, I'm not even going to run tests on this. This is nothing. I was like, okay. Well, I'll put my pants back on. <laughs> yeah, no, it was embarrassing for sure. I mean, at least I had peace of mind, but it was in the moment humiliating. At what cost? Yeah, right? My pride. I was like, God, there's a grown man with his hands on my balls, <laughs> condescending me to my face. <laughs> you dumbass. These are regular balls. You made me touch these for no reason. Uh, anyway, I haven't been back to the doctor since then. <laughs> After my humiliating dressing down. And he was like, you know what? You should take some more vitamin D, though. I'm going to write you a prescription. And I was like, ah, I'm good. I never went and got it. I'm probably going to die. <laughs> you told that just from t- touching your balls? No, we did some- once I was there, I was like, well, let's do the other stuff, too. <laughs> I was like, I'm already here. You might as well take my blood and my pee. Well, you've seen the worst. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you already got an eyeful. You might as well get my money's worth. My yearly physical that my beloved insurance company so graciously offers me uh yeah nah he was like you're fine he was like you're fat and i was like i know well he didn't say it in those words but it was just like obviously you should lose some weight it was like unsaid he was like you know you gotta lose weight and i was like yeah we'll see in a couple years maybe i'll get the motivation doc <sighs> anyway glad i got that off my chest that's great no nah, it was it's bad it's bad i gotta go back all right houston we have a hottie what's going on <laughs> this, this is page one of Houston, we got a hottie. Chapter one, Operation Ago, from Jackie's perspective. It's we have a hottie. What did I say? I said Houston, we got a hottie. <laughs> and what's it called? We have a hottie. Houston, we have a hottie. I'm I just want to be true to the source. I don't want to no, disrespect right. uh, Sarah L. Hudson. You're right. And I apologize. 
Jackie Darling Lee is a badass name. My parents did well bestowing a name that held the promise of fearlessness, hotness, and or general awesomeness on me. Is that what you do when you name kids? You name them to be hot? Yeah. What's the hottest name I could give this baby? Dragon. Dragon Jaguar Turbo. (laughs) Turbo Sarma. I'm going to, you better name your kid that. (laughs) Honestly, I could see that happening. Turbo Sarma and all he he drinks bottles of barbecue sauce. That's all he drinks. It's a South Indian name. What are your, what kind of formula is your kid drink? Oh, he's just drinking. That's just Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> oh, he's he's into Carolina style. <laughs> you know, my baby's more into a vinegar base. You're working him up to an Alabama white. <laughs> your baby's latching onto a nipple. I got mine on a Carolina Reaper. <laughs> that's Turbo. Turbo Sarma. With a, na- with a name like Jackie Darling Lee. Comes out with a gold necklace on. Gold chain. That's from that's that's those are daddy's jeans. <laughs> the baby's like, who's got a light? <laughs> spoken of, you spoken a black and mild. You're like, oh, baby. I should be a movie star, a best-selling author of steamy erotic romance novels, or at the very least, a Southern Belle socialite who lived in a Georgian mansion and can rock a hat, as well as those British royals. But no, I'm not any of those things. Not even close. I'm a nerd. Aww. And not one of those ironic rock and roll nerds who wear combat boots and Buddy Holly glasses, but a straight-up calculator-carrying nerd. Damn. In the year 2021, carrying a calculator... TI-83, I bet. Okay, so I don't actually carry a calculator around with me. I mean, honestly, there's an app for that these days. She's a goddamn phony. I do have Buddy Holly glasses, but I had those way before they were trendy. I just got lucky. Even so, Buddy glasses do not a cool person make. I work at NASA, though. Before they were trendy, Buddy Holly's been dead for 60 years, lady. Right? Day the music died. He died in that. Yeah, uh, take, yeah. The, take your silence as a yes. <laughs> now all the kids are really into Dave Navarro. <laughs> I'm not one of those cool kids who liked Dave Navarro or Alice in Chains. I work at NASA, though, so that's something. But don't get too excited. I'm just a cubicle junkie who pushes paper about. It's not like Wait, I'm I a- just I just flush the toilets. I'm just the toilet flusher at NASA. It's not like I'm an astronaut or anything. Now, that would be badass. I'm all on- the janitors at NASA get to say they work for NASA, right? They don't have to explain. If you were the guy who just cleans all this shit off the walls at NASA, you can just be like, I work at NASA. Why do you think there's shit on the walls at NASA? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in those walls. They're geniuses or tortured people. They may just let loose. <laughs> I'm on orbit too. The 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. shift in Mission Control Center. MCC is always quiet because we're all on our headsets listening to a constant stream of commands and chatter. I'm FOD, which means Flight Operations Directorate. I'm responsible for all spacesuit and spacewalking-related tasks, equipment, and plans. And extra. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to drag us back into the mud, but I, you got me thinking with your last question. Did your lights just flicker? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Anyway, you got me thinking with your last question. Why are there shit on the walls at NASA? There's probably not shit on the walls. But on those machines where people are doing like zero G, there's definitely oh, some people barf. barfing, right? 
So there is, there's oh, gotta yeah. be a, there's gotta be a barf guy at NASA. The guy who comes in with the mop and bar- and mops out the barf. No, 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 no. Uh, no? They, it's, it's probably <laughs> such a problem that they contract it out. And <laughs> probably to someone with such a, like efficiency and like the right kind of equipment, like a hose daddy oh, and a wow. shovel. Oh, hose daddy's daddy. got government clearance to get into NASA and hose down those zero, those, those, uh, anti-gravity machines. <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> right. Hose daddy has a... Yeah, he's he's seen some shit. He's cleaned barf out of uh, some UFOs, some high, high sensitive secret kind of experiments. He's he's been there and he's done that. I believe it. Y'all ever see those robots that can do parkour? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have. Yeah, you want to get one? I think they should make one that <laughs> uh, can clean up a mess. <laughs> that seems easy. That seems easier than doing Instead parkour. Of, I bet they could know, do that. Designing them to—I don't know what they're. I'm assuming they're designing them to go to war or something. Buddy, I got—I got one word for you. Roomba. You ever see these things? No, I want a humanoid ass robot that walks around and uses. Well, like walks a, around with it. Walks around in a French maid's outfit with a big feather duster. <laughs> That's what you want, you fucking pervert. I know where you're going with this. I also want it doing parkour. <laughs> <laughs> so when it's clean, you can be like flip, and it'll do it. <laughs> 1080 off my wall. Go. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> he knocks over your TV and shit while it's doing it. Now clean it up. Yes, sir. I said 1080. <laughs> <laughs> sir, my programming only allows for a 900. An extravehicular activities officer, a.k.a. EVA. Not to be confused with the actual EVAs or spacewalks that the astronaut performs up in space. It's a mouthful, I know. NASA loves some acronyms. I began my scheduled EVA procedure review by calling up to the International Space Station. A spacewalk is scheduled tomorrow. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-ding. Anybody home? Hello? Hello? What's up? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, just flying the space station, having a bud. <laughs> they ought to bring those back. Props to Budweiser for resisting the temptation. Oh, it's golden. What about the frogs, dude? Bring back the frogs. Isn't that great, too? Honestly, they're the best. I think they're they're waiting for like waiting to uh, roll those out when like whenever they're involved in like a massive scandal because that would cover <laughs> it every, everything up. When they discover that Budweiser is brewed with the flesh of uh, locals wander <laughs> into the factory, that's when they break out the frogs. Remember this, Budweiser. Bring so it good. back. Yeah, I want to get that as my ringtone. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. She called the space station. A spacewalk is scheduled tomorrow for maintenance and a look into why one of the external multiplexer, multiplexer, multiplexer data relay boxes. (laughs) All right. Don't get hung up on it. It's fine. Have been failing. They are the like the motherboards of the ISS. However, there are two of these boxes, so no one is in panic mode yet. But NASA does not like operating without an active backup. So right now we're literally flying on the backup. Oh, pretty complex book, it seems. (laughs) You did her research. Station Houston, do you have any open questions prior to the EVA? What's up? Houston, station on two. I think we're good. We'll take a look at the uplinks and final timeline again, but we should be good to go. Station Houston. All right. Conference complete. What's up? Over. Uh, okay. Wow. Flying on the backup, huh? Scary stuff. Is this the attack? Is this part of the attack? I heard about an attack. That finishes my final run through for the next day's Eva with astronaut Julie Starr. Yes, that's her name. 
And yes, she is most definitely living up to it. Youngest female astronaut and mission specialist on the crew. Three years old. (laughs) Had to bring up some pull-ups up there with her. On top of that, all the men at NASA like to comment on her universal hotness. Oh, never. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Jules is rumored to be making the move to Commander soon. And on top of all that, the PR department has coined her NASA's sweetheart. You'd think it'd be fun to hate her, especially as she has my dream job, but Jules is just as badass personally as she is professionally, and for some strange reason, she likes me when she actually is on planet Earth. Ah, really natural cadence to your voice on that one. (laughs) She makes it her mission to get me a social life. A ring breaks through the chatter on my headset. It takes me a minute to realize my console phone is ringing. No one has ever called me on it before. I'm not like the other guys with spouses or children who check in, and it isn't my birthday or Christmas, so it can't be my dad. And even if it was, my dad is pretty strict about no phone calls at work, no matter the occasion. All right. Preparing to tell someone they dialed the wrong number I pick up. Eva console, Jackie speaking. So, are you going out? I blink at the computer screen in front of me a few times. Jules? Yes, Jules. Now come on, Jackie, you going out or what? Damn, hit up her private line from space? It's pretty cool. All about plans for that evening? Yeah. What do you do tonight, huh? Does she fall in love with Jules? That would be cool. Jules' voice comes through clearly, but it still astounds me that she's 270 miles up into space and moving over 17,000 miles per hour. That's not that far. And that she's calling me. That's not even that far. My parents are farther away than that. 270 miles? (laughs) Come on. I could drive there in a day. Jules, what are you doing calling me? I glance around the room nervously. It isn't against the rules to take personal calls, but I've never done it. You should be prepping for tomorrow's Eva. Did you want me to ask you about your social life on the public loop? She laughs like she could see me cringing from space. Oh. <laughs> that, old, that old laugh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that laugh anywhere. That's Julie Star. I sigh. <laughs> ah, no, I guess not. And no, I'm not going out. I'm on call for the front room and you're Eva tomorrow. Besides the normal schedule shifts, there are also people on call in case someone gets sick or for emergencies. You need to get laid. Whoa. Let's stop there. Kiss your mother at that wow. mouth. L-A-D, laid. <laughs> Julie wasn't much for uh, book learning. She had street smarts. Pure instinct. <laughs> I'm all gut. That's why they sent me into space. Well, okay. That was something. There is a spacewalk tomorrow, and Julie is preoccupied with her co-worker's sex life. That's troublesome, to be sure. Uh, I don't know what I think about this, but I'm hoping... I mean, there's where's the little small town rich guy? I want to meet him next. I hope we get to see some of him in the next the next page. Do we know his name yet? Was that in the synopsis? Flynn. Oh, Flint. yeah. Just a regular salt to the earth name. You know, Flynn West, the kind of guy I bet it says Flynn printed on his overalls, like on a name tag. OK, let's jump ahead now. Hopefully we'll meet Flynn one of these days. We're, we're going to jump ahead. We'll be right back with more Houston. Oh, we have a hottie. This is more of Houston. We have a hottie. Turning the corner, I have to pause and catch my breath. 
not due to my power walk or the heat, but because my eyes are filled with the ridiculously breathtaking sight of Flynn leaning against his car. Oh, yeah. Arms across his chest. Ooh. Biceps bulging. Oh, my God. Yeah. The same pose I found him in the other night. Yo. (laughs) Hasn't moved a muscle. He's dead. Calls out, (laughs) making my smile widen. Hi, Flynn. Hi, Flynn. What's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> I had to fight the urge to roll my eyes at how breathless I sound. Let's hope Flynn chalks it up to my walk. Looking good, <laughs> darling. Notice you were walking kind of hard back there. You all right? He pushes off the side of his car and walks toward me. The smell of him surrounds me when he leans down to kiss my cheek. The heat radiating from under my skin has nothing to do with the temperature, but I'm going to pretend... I blame a lot on the weather in Texas. I'm also not sure if he's making fun of me. True, I traded in my usual t-shirt and jeans for a button-down and khakis. But it isn't glamorous by any means. <laughs> I'm still sporting my well-loved chucks. The button-down and khakis isn't glamorous, you say? I don't buy it. It's the best anyone's ever looked. When's the last time you guys wore khakis? Let's get real here. When I was like eight. <laughs> I don't, eight? I don't think I've it's been... Since I was a child, I think I don't remember. I don't. I don't. Hold up. What constitutes a khaki? Just like a cre- any cream-colored pant, a slack. You know what any I mean. Any non-denim pant. If that's the if that's the rule, then it's been more recent. No, I meant like business khakis. You know that that type. Not like casual khakis. Not fun khakis. Oh, I wear a lot of fun khakis. I don't think I own a pair of uh, business khakis. You wear a lot of fun khakis. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I must have missed those. Austin's famous khaki capris. We know my, those. I wear my cropped khaki capris, extra skinny, and I look With good. A flare. Makes my calves bulge. Uh I've I own I rotate between two pairs of jeans and when one rips I buy a new pair. And that's been going on for about twelve years. I don't mean to insult <laughs> you, Austin. Uh-huh. And please don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. Do you own any cargo shorts? Uh, no, I don't. I can see why you think I might. I don't take offense. <laughs> All right. But no, I don't. I barely I own it. I think you could pull it off. I, I mean, certainly would be nice to have a place to store all my knives. <laughs> but no, I don't own any cargo shorts. I have uh, like three pairs of shorts I got from Target and I rotate those. Honestly, I'm working with basketball shorts 99% of the time. That's my day-to-day wear. Things have really gone downhill since the pandemic. I used to own at least some reasonable looking clothes that I could wear outside, but now it's like bottom of the barrel. Maybe I'll get some cargo shorts. Hey, maybe I'll be the, Maybe it's, you know, I'm in my th- mid thirties. It's about time I start transitioning <laughs> to like dad level. They might help you around the house. That's you true. Carry your knives from room to room. Carry my knives, carry my forks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I honestly, I don't even know. I'm not scoffing at them. I always got, there's always room for more cargo is what I say. Wish I had more pockets. Wish I had more things to put in those pockets. <sighs> Someday. Do you own cargo shorts? Ganesh? I feel like you have worn a cargo short in your life. I know these days you fancy yourself kind of a, a, a dandy, a fop, a gentleman, but back <laughs> remember in your younger, do. in your younger days, you definitely uh-huh. were a cargo short seeming man. I don't think I've worn cargo shorts since middle school. Okay. In high school, it was nothing but Jinkos. <laughs> That's maybe a step down. It's almost the same. It's cargo shorts for the uh, the skater boy. <laughs> now you look good. You look good now. You found your style and you leaned into it. Remember those shorts that 
You could unzip them or you could zip hey, the pant pants. legs onto them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those are cool, man. Can we get those on the on the tea public? I'm surprised those didn't catch on. You still see them out in the wild every now and then. And it's like, whoa. But it's like when you what do you do with the legs? Put them in your cargo shorts. Put them in my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if they made, yeah, you know what? I could get into that. Can we put that on the tee public? Can we get some cargo pants that turn into cargo shorts and then your cargo is the legs of your pants? Yeah. Let's do it, man. That's what I'm thinking. Oh my God. And we could style, we, should, we could style it Amazon book club style. It's a 50% mark right at the legs. Then you unzip. Just a thought. Just putting it out there. Looking good, darling. He pushes off the side of his car and walks toward me. The smell of him surrounds me when he leans down to kiss my cheek. The heat radiating from under my skin has nothing to do with the temperature, but I'm going to pretend. I blame a lot on the weather in Texas. I'm also not sure if he's making fun of me. True. Oh, I, uh, did I read all this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, You did. did. We read it. Yep. All sounds very familiar. I just like. I liked hearing it again. He takes my bag from my hand. Take it from the top again, actually. It sounds good. Just do it one more time. He takes my bag from my hand, walks me around to the passenger side, and opens the door. He waits until I'm situated before placing my bag at my feet, closing the door, and rounding the car again to slide in behind the wheel. I must be a pretty bad feminist because I find his chivalry wildly attractive. You didn't eat yet, did you? He asks, hands on the wheel. Oh, no, I remembered. He nods, one hand drifting down the ignition. Because I'm about to drive so fucking fast. If you ate, you're going to barf it up. <laughs> Let's go. We're pulling G's, baby. And I don't have Ho's daddy's number. <laughs> the action has me sitting up straight. Legs perfectly perpendicular to the seat. Feet flat on the floor mat. <laughs> legs sticking out straight, straight as an arrow. <laughs> Got my feet in the glove, the glove compartment. Palms resting on my thighs. <laughs> the optimal position to make the most out of this moment. This moment being when his hand cranks over the ignition and the rumble from the engine filters through every point of contact I have with the car, sending chills and vibrations through me like the jet propulsion of the space shuttle in liftoff. You like sushi? <laughs> I blame. You like sushi? What a character. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I blank having to fidget on the seat to stop from coming right here in his car. Whoa. Excuse me, what? Rick, really? Parked at my work. Get it together, Jackie. His lips do that twitching thing Ian's had earlier when he fought a smile. Paranoia sets in. People are always doing this around me, and I'm not that funny. I fed. You like sushi? Oh, um, no. Shoot, maybe I should have said yes. Oh, thank God. His response is so illogical that I can't help but laugh. Then why did you ask? Wild, though, the girls I knew usually like sushi. Oh, well, there go all the good feelings from the engine. He clears his throat. What's not to like? Yeah. I don't get it. Tastes good. To be like, oh, I'm so glad you don't like it is a weird thing to think or say. Yeah, there's a couple idiots in this car. He clears his throat. (laughs) Never mind that. This is Houston. There are like five restaurants on every corner. What do you want? French? Italian? We can go to Perry's. It's a Tuesday. Pretty sure we won't have trouble getting a table. Let's just go uh, slap down some porterhouses. Hey, now, that's America, baby. I don't want sushi. I want pork rinds. I want peanuts on the floor. (laughs) That's my kind of fine dining. I look down at my khakis. There is no way I want to go to the exclusive steakhouse in my workwear. (laughs) In these khakis? These are casual khakis, sir. Not dress khakis. 
Flynn's in jeans and he doesn't seem to care, but hello, why would anyone object to him wearing jeans when he wears them the way he does, all sexy-like and stuff? Look at that ass. Me in khakis? Not so much. What about Jimmy John's, I ask? He's like, what's sub shop? Jimmy John's. The thub Nah, shop? there's a recall on deli meats. <clears throat> Not down here. We don't do deli meats around these parts. The thub shop? Yeah, they have a killer Italian hoagie. He continues to look at me. Oh, now what did I do? I mean, you did mention Italian. I mumbled to my lap, twisting my fingers together. Man, imagine if somebody's saying I like Italian food and your first thought is, let's go get a Jimmy John's sub. <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured rube. It's a pretty good sandwich. Their sandwiches are too, like, uh, bullet shaped. Bullet shaped like a bullet. You don't like that. You could put them in a cannon. <laughs> you, could, you definitely could put it in a sandwich cannon. Or you, you could, could fact, throw it down the field and get a tight spiral on it. The guy, the Jimmy John's <laughs> guy kills elephants or whatever, so I'm supposed to not like Jimmy John's now. Yeah. I can't publicly say I like Jimmy John's. Is that other one still uh, kicking around, that other sandwich chain? Quiznos? Firehouse? Oh, Quiznos? I think Quiznos is dead in the water, my friend. You can get him in airports. Damn. Rest in peace. Bring it back. Bring back Blimpy. Quiznos was the most hit or miss food experience it was the one sub place where it was like really encouraged to get hot subs you don't have a choice almost i like cold i like a cold sub cold cuts yeah you're a blimpy guy famous love blimpy's best baby they still around no they're gone too everybody (laughs) everybody on earth hates blimpy except for me so they couldn't couldn't you can't make a living off of my my dime his chuckle has me looking up his hand lifts off the gear shift and i watch it as it ascends his long masculine fingers grazing my cheek lightly before dropping back down italian hoagie it is let's stop there all right what's going on with the space station i don't care about Who these cares? two yokels eating fucking hoagies well, the whole that's true we did chapter is just them ordering jimmy john's i'm not even kidding <laughs> they both ordered number eights plain chips large drink can you at least tell me what a number eight is? Don't worry. I'm going to Google it. Jimmy All right. John's so here's a question menu. for you. When you're in a situation like that, where you get a sandwich, a drink and like chips come with mm-hmm. it. What chips do you go for? Salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Usually. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, uh, sun chips. Oh my God. You get those big loud bags. You want to be the center no, of attention. They don't, they don't do. Well, yeah, <laughs> they don't make the loud bags anymore. Okay. Okay. They're nice and quiet. They're like extra quiet now, actually. <laughs> They've like overcompensated. Uh, they were like, this is way too loud. I have some really terrible news for you, which is the number eight is uh, roast beef, ham, and provolone. <laughs> Damn. That's what they really this were. This guy there. said, I want Italian, and they went and got roast beef subs. Sad. Sad day at NASA What's history. the Italian have on it? Let's hear it. The Italian? Let's see. What yeah. do you got here? Uh, the Italian, well, there's one called the Italian Nightclub, which I got to say, that's really piquing my interest. It's that's got salami, one. salami, capicola, ham, provolone, onion, lettuce, tomato, mayo, oil, vinegar, and oregano basil. Hell yeah. That's how you do it. That would do me just right. Yeah. Lose, you could be fine losing that mayo. Still be no, a good son. No, no, I mean, no, that no, is no. the traditionalist's way, but I say extra mayo. Anyway, I'll tell you what I'm not getting is the number eight. It's called the Billy Club. Disgusting. Wait, so why is it called a Billy Club? It's got like a, because it's like what cops get? <laughs> yeah. Roast beef, ham, provolone, Dijon, lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise. 
What's number one? What's like their number one thing? For some reason, the the favorites. Oh, number one is oh the Pepe. The Pepe is a uh, ham and provolone. Simple lettuce, tomato, and mayo. Classic. Ooh, the v- number five, the Vito. That sounds good. Salami, capicola, provolone, onion, LT, oil, vinegar. All right, we can't. This isn't a Jimmy John's episode, right? <laughs> We're not going down the the cheesecake factory trail here with Jimmy John's. Let's you know. Let's get back to it. Let's jump ahead. Let's go to the next page of Houston. We have a hottie. It's really coming down out there, guys. That's what I like. I like a heavy rain. My phone keeps buzzing like weather alerts. Uh, We're about to die. Flat, it's a flash flood warning, I believe, for this area. It's a warning, yeah. That's pretty bad. This is a dangerous and life-threatening situation. Damn. Hey, stay indoors and record a podcast is the official recommendation of uh, the New York City government. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When we were driving back that uh, Monday after that other big storm. Oh, shit. I'll be right back. Oh, this place is about to fucking flood. What were you saying, Shane? When we were driving back, you know, after that storm. Yeah. So, like, it kind of hovered over the New York region into like that Monday morning and it was so weird because we were driving back from upstate like kind of like parallel to like Poughkeepsie area Mm -hmm. and we were driving back through and we would just hit these like sections of rain for like 10 seconds heavy 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 rain and they would go away yeah I was driving on the FDR you know back down Mm -hmm. and it was just like heavy rain for like five seconds and then it's gone but like pouring so much that it was like you had to turn your wipers on that's weird. I'm surprised it wasn't worse. Yeah, I saw those videos from like Saturday night or Sunday night or something with like all the manholes popping <laughs> with water yeah. and like <laughs> the subway. That shit's crazy. It's like, it's like when we drove down to Atlantic City in July during when that tropical storm was coming up and it was like on the way out of New York City, it was like insane. And then it just stopped and then it was clear. <laughs> it's weird. Weird how drastic it is. What's going on, Ganesh? Let's power through, like, uh, we'll just do two, one more section on the last page and be done. Is it leaking bad? There's, like, well, there's two things happening. Someone came and knocked on our door, I guess from the first floor or something, and they were just like, please don't use any water at all because my whole bottom floor is, like, flooding anytime anyone does anything with water. Oh, my God. And there's also just, like, it's literally just raining in our house right now. How does this man expect you to power that bidet <laughs> I guess it, that, that's what he's saying you were like sorry buddy I understand but I ain't going without a bidet especially tonight I got a bidet. every time you <laughs> every time you fire off that bidet that guy's house another inch of water <laughs> creeps up you're like listen sir I hear you but I don't wipe <laughs> I, don't, I don't have toilet paper in this house alright so somebody's gotta some, something's gotta give it ain't gonna be me uh, alright anyway, so let's, let's just do one more in the last yeah, page let's and get do out of here alright Let's here we go. We're jumping in now. This is the next page of Houston. We have a hottie. This is chapter 18. It's called Fail Safe and it's from Flynn's perspective. I had no idea we'd be jumping perspectives. I flex my arms against the wall. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, Flynn. Oh, yeah. Take that wall. It's either try to crumble brick with my bare hands or strangle the woman in front of me. 
Uh oh, Flynn. Okay. No, no, Flynn. no. Jesus Christ, Flynn. Sweat drips down my neck, not from the heat, but rather the exertion of all the willpower it takes to remain in her presence and not commit violence. Damn, all right. Yikes. Piece of shit, dude. Starting off strong with Flynn. Beth continues to ramble about how much she misses me and how obvious it is I'm not over her, blah, blah, blah. Sweet Jesus, how in the world had I ever thought I loved this person? I've never been so grateful to my brother than I am right now for lighting a fire under my ass to get out of town. Even he lit that fire by fucking my ex-girlfriend. Whoa, brother. <laughs> okay, so Flynn is like kind of uh, unhinged. He's fucked up, man. It was just a misunderstanding, Flynn. I'm not sure if she's talking about whatever she said to Jackie or if she honestly is trying to say she misunderstood Holt's dick inside her. I surprised myself by laughing, but I stopped by taking a deep breath and letting it out slowly. Who would have thought I'd ever find humor in the situation? I'm feeling pretty far removed from it right now. And I have Jackie to thank for that. It was only ever you, Flynn. Beth pouts. Oh my, this is exhausting. Trailing her death talons across my chest. I try not to roll my eyes and fail. Hey, you know I'm right. You and me, we're <laughs> meant to be together. She takes a deep breath, pushing her doctor-made breasts in my face. Oh my God. God, Flynn. Flynn, you're sick, dude. You're a sicko. Um... Uh, Shane's about Shane, Shane's about to drop a let's stop there on you. I don't know. You know, I was I was tiptoeing around it. I, I was <laughs> I don't know uh, what power I have really. I'm no producer, man. But um, I'm just a talent. I don't call the shots. Just humble talent over here. Humble talent. But uh, let's just see if he gets his. Uh, Listen, we can establish a hierarchy right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Shane, okay. you can be. Uh, you're a producer. Uh-huh. I get producing credits. I'm in the guild. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, of course, the EP. All right. Mm. Austin, get to work your way up. Mm. You're going to have to come in at the PA level. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Been there, done that. We'll see. I might go on strike. We'll see how you how you manage without me. Well, now that I got producer title, I could just tap into my talent network and <laughs> get someone else. <laughs> how dare you? I'm going to collectively bargain. Me, just me by myself. <laughs> versus my two power hungry producers Listen, that's fine i'll see you in court i've been watching a lot of the practice right now i'm, I'm ready to go i'm ready to go to court yeah hey, you're a big uh manheim head camera manheim uh stan <laughs> i noticed that poster on your wall yeah i see that camera manheim centerfold back there she is a very dynamic <laughs> character <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> all right well i'll pull my producer card right here i'm gonna pull a havesy lst i'm gonna say let's stop right here and just jump a page and just see if uh, he's behaving a little better. I know you miss me, Flynn. Beth raises her hands to cradle my face. Don't touch me. I snap, done playing mediator. Beth's hands freeze and slowly drop back down to her sides. Tires squeal, someone peels out of the lot. I turn to catch a glimpse of a silver car turning onto the road. Flynn, that's Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <laughs> this is Dale Earnhardt Sr. Oh, <laughs> he's back for the love of God. The man in black. Flynn, pay attention to me. She tries stomping her foot again, but only manages to wobble on a broken heel. Or, you know, it's funny. Sorry to interrupt. My mom's friend used to have a license plate. <laughs> my, so my mom had a coworker who had a license plate that said missing three. And she was like, oh, that's <laughs> cute. Is that like your husband and your two kids? And she was like, no, that's Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, my husband and two kids are alive and well. <laughs> well, I guess missing, missing more in the sense of oh, I'm away from my husband and kids. Not they died in a tragic Daytona 500 crash. Missing three could be um, uh, on Ben Simmons' license plate. Hey, oh, come on. Brick City. You got to take him to miss him. He doesn't even have one. Mm-mm. He doesn't have a three-point show. Anyway, let's keep going. Save that for our sports podcast. Or I'll go talk to the cops. She sings songs. Ah, the look I give her makes her eyes go wide. How'd you think this would work, Beth? You come back and mess with our lives once again, and one of the West brothers would take you back? Let me guess. Your latest sugar daddy tired of your drama, looking for another rich man to whore yourself out to for the high-end lifestyle? I'm with Jackie now. You can't honestly think that girl would fit in where we're from. She's not in our league, Flynn. Get real. Jackie is so far beyond your league, it is even funny. She's got a doctorate. She's a genius NASA engineer. She just cleans up the puke, all right? Let's not go crazy. You think just some because someone has a few degrees that makes them any less interested in your money? You all know what you're talking about. Don't I? I know exactly what I'm talking about. How many student loans did she have to take out to pay for all those genius degrees? She can't even afford decent clothes. Those are ridiculous sneakers. Good point. She's wearing goddamn khakis in the last chapter. And yet she surrounds herself with people with money. Who was that fine man she left with? The one with the Rolex and the Tesla? Leave it to you to price <laughs> out every man in the room, Beth. Not that every- was Elon Musk. She was interviewing for a new job. <laughs> Dude, did I tell you what I saw? One day I saw a dude, I was crossing uh, like Ninth Avenue mm. in Chelsea. I saw this guy in a Tesla trying to turn and I was walking in front. So he's just staring at me and he's smoking one of those blue electronic cigarettes. <laughs> mm. And I was just like, this dude that, is such a, that guy's, such a look right now. He's a hundred percent digital dude. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I mean, his like car AI was like determining whether or not it should run you down. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I have that like that picture stuck in my brain. That guy sounds cool. Yeah, he looked absurd. It was just great. That guy gets out of his car and he has like a big robot bottom, like the bad guy from Wild Wild West. <laughs> well, it's just like those electronic cigarettes like glow when you. Yeah, the them. little blue light at the end. So it looks yeah, like you're so lighting just, up. That is some Blade Runner like psycho shit that that's a real thing. People are riding around smoking electronic cigarettes that are designed <laughs> to look like real cigarettes when you breathe when you inhale. I'll stop there. All right, fine. Flynn seems like he's a loose cannon. I think we learned all we need to uh, know about Flynn. Don't love the guy. Well, producer, it's up to you. Should we go ahead? Should we jump? I did say let's stop there. Oh, oh him. No, you're, you're EP. Lay, lay, lay off and let me, glo- let me grow. Let me spread my wings here. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, let's jump ahead. You heard the man. We'll be right back. With more Houston, we have a hottie. Don't micromanage me. His apartment is flooding in the rain and his neighbor's pipes are bursting. So we got to wrap this puppy up. This is the last page of Houston. We have a hottie. Uh, Ganesh, let's tear through this one so you can go handle the 
uh, insurance claim you're going to have to make in an hour. <laughs> Suddenly, Jules scrunches her eyes closed and opens them in a series of blinks. The tight curls around her face shake as she straightens from her place on the wall and steps towards the table. Hey, Jackie, I... She never finishes her sentence because she falls forward, luckily catching herself on the back of Jackie's bar stool. I move around the table, but Flynn gets to Jules before I can, his hands under her arms lifting her up. I try not to think about how close his fingers are to her breast, but instead focus on her face, which is slightly pale and sweaty. Flynn, mind your P's and Q's. I don't know whose perspective this is from. Mine. Holt. <laughs> I don't even know this character. I heard him in the last chapter. That's Flynn's brother? Yeah. Wow, this was the rare book where me and Shane know more about what's going on in Ganesh. This man's getting lost in lost in the power of the executive producer position. I'm more of a big picture guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Holt uh, had sex with Holt Flynn's had sex with Flynn's old ex- flame, and that's his brother. Lit a fire under his ass, if I remember correctly. This exact thing happened on Jersey Shore. Unit banged Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite recurring bit on this show is you referencing one specific plot on Jersey Shore over and over. <laughs> With not even the main characters. Two very minor Jersey Shore, like, B characters. Those three words are, like, so Unit banged writer. Unit banged writer. And, you know, let's take a minute here to plug the Patreon. There is an episode about the situation and writer causing a ruck in the unit. Excuse me. Writer's nowhere, nowhere near this situation. Uh, the cause of the ruckus in an Applebee's, if I remember correctly. So, no, it was a cheesecake, it's a cheesecake factory. factory. Oh, it's cheesecake factory. My bad. Yeah. You know what? It's been, I'm going to have to revisit that episode myself. Anyway, five bucks, patreon.com. You too can hear us wax nostalgic about the situation and the unit and, the, you know, the cheesecake factory for that matter. Over there. I reach out and steady her, but she brushes my hands away. I'm not one of your horses, cowboy. Whoa, someone else. I'm good. Then she saunters away, a little unsteady, but still hot as hell in those tight leather pants. She's right. She isn't one of my horses, but I still can't help wanting to get in her saddle. My God. Did you get some leather leather walking noises here? Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Dig deep in that executive producer's oh, bank of sound oh, effects you have. Happen, dude. Don't worry about it. Very good. Very good. Oh, I hear it. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Wow, that sounds exactly right. Like just a man in leather pants walking. Or a woman. Hot astronaut, even. 20 minutes later, and I'm concerned. I haven't been here long enough to know how much Jules drank, but her eyes look unfocused, and she's leaning heavily on the wall next to the table the group commandeered earlier. Getting a table on a crowded Saturday night hadn't been so much luck as having an inside advantage. Trish is one of the big Texas's bartenders. <laughs> Ooh, big Trish. I turn my attention back to Jules. She's still propped up against the wall, long legs crossed just like her arms are over her chest. But uninviting but alluring <laughs> she, she's i'm just imagining her in my head as a pretzel yeah she's floating in the air with her legs crossed uh you ever turn down a soft pretzel oh all the time people in the street all the time saying you want pretzels said, no not today no but like when you're in a comfortable position and you're hungry i don't know what's it got with it salt cheese oh yeah uh, mustard i'll, I'll take yeah that. i'll take it i'll take it with some mustard but if you got hot dogs, I'll take a hot dog instead. Damn, I thought I could have sworn you were a pretzel guy. I mean, I'm a, I'll eat anything if I'm hungry enough. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. A little breaking news at the end of this episode. A little Easter egg for the fans. I'll eat any garbage you throw in my mouth. In our last Patreon episode, which I, I just remember this because I'm editing it right now. You say, uh, you said, I'll, I'll put anything that's me in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember saying that. 
It's been a while since we recorded that episode. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> doesn't deny it. Uh, and he doesn't double down on it either. I don't deny it. Fuck it. I put any part of myself in my mouth. I don't care. I'm not putting other people's thumbs in their in my mouth, but mine. Sure. Like the kind of girl who would chew you up and spit you out after a night of hard loving. I have a feeling if I told her I like banana bread, she'd scoff. Make an anatomically incorrect gesture, then determinately devour a raw steak in front of me to make me feel like an idiot for liking baked goods. Hmm. Huh. I don't relate to that feeling. This is just big Texas energy. Where's the other, where, where's the main character I don't know. woman? I think she's drunk. This she's is no, Julie, right? No, Julie's this astronaut. Jules. Uh, Julie's the goddamn astronaut. She's back from space macking on uh, our man, our disgusting misogynist man from the last chapter. Jules isn't easy and her smile is more sexy than sweet, but she's the one that my whole body locks on. The one certain parts of my anatomy salute. Suddenly, Damn, this, this, this dude's got a full-on boner at the bar. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Talking about banana bread, a big boner, <laughs> fucking doofus. Sir, no guns allowed in the in the saloon. Jules, do you like banana bread? Boing, This is bad. Flynn's a dog. What happened? I thought he was with the other girl. This is not. This is Holt. This is we're Holt's brother. Uh huh. His twin brother. We're Holt. All right, I feel a little bit better. Why the fuck is the last page a totally unrelated character getting a boner? Is my question. Banana bread. The tight curls around her face shake as she straightens from her place on the wall and steps forward towards the table. Hey, Jackie, I... She never finishes her sentence because she falls forward, luckily catching herself in the back of Jackie's bar stool. Did I read that? No, I hadn't heard that. It's news to me. I move fast around the table, but Flynn gets to Jules before I can, his hands under his arms, lifting her up. I try not to think about how close his fingers are to her breasts and instead focus no, on wait, her No, we face. heard this a long time ago. We heard all wait, of this. Wait, like, do you jump back two pages? What's going know, on here? It's like shifting you're off, pages. You're, I'm you're, sorry. You are, you're out of control sorry, today. hold on. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yeah, you better yada, yada your way out of this mess. Sucks to see the, you know, the people, like, your boss just like, <laughs> he's just shitting his pants right in front of you. Jules, you okay? Jackie asks, her hand cupping Jules' cheek. Oh, fuck. I think I might have miscalculated my alcohol tolerance since landing. She's trying to laugh it off, so I can't tell if her slightly slurred speech is from amusement or from the amount of drinks she's had. Damn, is she about to Ralph? I've never seen you like this. You're usually such a tank. Jackie looks up to Flynn, the panic in her eyes telling me more than her words that this isn't normal Jules' behavior. Jackie jumps down off her stool. Let's get her home, Flynn. Flynn nods, though I know it's reluctantly. It isn't that he wouldn't do anything for Jackie's friends, but he told me earlier that he had something special planned for Jackie tonight, and I'm sure they don't include playing babysitter to his girlfriend's drunk bestie. That's okay, I'll take her. All eyes turn to me and uh, quite a few smirks. Stupid busybodies. I've got my truck. No problem, I say, shrugging off their interest. I don't trust this guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let Julie get in his truck, in his Ford F-150. They just put her in the bed of the truck. Yeah, lay down. There you go. I'll come back for you tomorrow morning. <laughs> I got a tarp. I'll put it on top. I know she's drunk, and I'm a complete jerk for thinking this, but my God, I love her body against mine, not to mention her hand on my ass. No, no, no. It's not going to. What's going on? I don't know, Jackie. We got a we got a problem. What if she needs me? Carefully, I place my hands at Jules' waist, holding her steady. I'll take care of her, Jackie. Promise. Flynn's hand comes down on my shoulder. Thanks, man. He whispers in louder. Let us know when you guys are home safe. 
Yeah, let's go, Jules says when she squirms up my body, climbing me like a tree. Yada, yada, yada. Troubling behavior. Ride him, cowboy, she mumbles, her head falling forward, her breath tickling the underside of my ear. What did you yada, yada us into? Holy heck, I'm in trouble. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was a weird one. That was a troubling Uh, last chapter that I feel bad about. I guess Julie has a good head on her shoulders. Interesting book. It definitely started out with a different vibe. The more I learn about Flynn and his brother, the more I think they're the villains of the, uh, what is this series called? The Space Series. (laughs) Yeah, good name. Yeah, okay. This one left me uneasy, but we're going to... Just like, uh, just like catching some nasty G's. That's true. I'm about to, I'm about to yak everywhere like the guy in the, that, uh, that NASA machine. Hose daddy's going to come down, have to come here and lose me right off. Can you use all that water pouring into your apartment? It sounds like maybe you got a hose daddy problem yourself. Is this guy <laughs> running around loose over there? It's good. I don't, I don't see any rising waters in your, I know you're on the second floor of your apartment, so... I'm waiting for the door behind you to burst open like in Titanic. <laughs> it's like water pouring through the seams of the door. There's a kid standing in front of it. Help! You know what I miss about uh, movies these days? Hmm. Not a lot of making ofs. You know, Titanic, when that came out, there were like, there's like a whole plethora yeah, of like some BTS TV shows just behind the scenes. Just about how they made it. I agree. That's because all the answers today are just computers. Back then, it was like, we built a one-fourth size replica of the Titanic, and we sank it in an ocean, in like a lake-sized yeah. artificial ocean. And now it's just like, we had 600 guys on computers to make this. We had Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in freezing cold water. They almost they died. They were really cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's lost its luster. The movie magic is gone, but they look way better. My favorite behind-the-scenes thing was the two towers. And I have the like special edition Blu-rays or whatever, and there's a disc where it's like 45 minutes of Andy Serkis doing the mocap stuff. <laughs> he's, awesome. And he's butt-naked. <laughs> yep. Get into character. Uncensored Raw. They had to re- That DVD set was rated NC-17 because it had a lot of uh, Andy Serkis' uncensored penis. It was really <laughs> shocking stuff. He drew a little golem face on the... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. the- <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll fix it in post. Whenever he said my precious, he had his hand cupped right down below. Anyway, this episode's uh, over. (laughs) That's the end. That's the end of the road, okay? Ganesha's about to drown in his own damn apartment. I'm sweating like a freaking hog over here. Let's cut it. Let's end this thing. Shane, how you doing? You feeling good? Uh, yes, yeah, still outside. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You are soaking wet. It's disgusting. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's the episode. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Linkless for our artwork. You can find us at uh, uh, letstopthere.com. Almost said bookclubpodcast.com. Does that still work? Maybe it redirects. Letstopthere.com. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We're, we're out there. Give us a call. 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Hasn't happened in a while. Been voicemail us for boy a couple weeks now looking forward to hearing from you guys waiting patiently by the phones the switchboard are where are don't huh don't beg Uh, don't beg i'm not begging but i will say we hired an operator for the switchboard and he is i mean he's asleep he's fast asleep there's no calls coming in so you gotta you know hit us up that's it that's the end we'll catch you next time goodbye